Hey folks, John Curry here for another episode of the Secure Retirement Podcast. This is going to be an interesting conversation today. Jay Wolf and I are sitting here with our friend Becky Hollis. Becky has a story that's going to blow your mind. She is involved in a bear project in Minnesota. And Becky, welcome. Thank you. Looking forward to hearing this story and dig deeper. But would you first please just share with our audience who you are, what you do in your day job, and then I want to jump right into the bears that you love so much. I'm Becky Hollis. I work for CenturyLink. I have been in the telephony industry for 42 years and counting, and I am a supervisor over outside technicians. So you're the person who makes all this stuff happen. Mm. So if something breaks down, you send the team out to fix it. Yes. Very good. Well, we thank you for that because you keep our phones working. Okay, let's get down to the real serious stuff here. Uh, You shared with Jay and me some time back about you getting involved in a project following the life of a bear. Would you please, and I'm still intrigued by this, would you please... Uh, just tell us how this all came about. Back in 2010, I was watching the Today Show, and they had a segment on a bear biologist who was putting a den camera in a wild bear's den. And they had a video of him with the bear. She was in her den, and I was hooked. There was something about that face, that bear, that just grabbed my heart. And I went on the website and started watching the videos from her live den, Cam. um, Watched her in labor. Watched her have that sweet cub. She only had one. And uh, watched the den cam every day I got home from work. That's the first thing I did was I put that computer on and watched them in the den until the end of March. They left to go explore the world. All right, let's explore that. So first of all, some people might be asking, why in the world are we having a conversation about bears and what that has to do with the secure retirement? Well, it has everything to do with it because people who are nearing retirement or in retirement are constantly asking the question, what's next? What should I be doing? And some people would see that television show and not take action. You took action. So when you saw the show, what prompted you to, as best you can explain it, what prompted you to want to learn more? What hooked you? Well, um, I went on to the website for uh, bearstudy.org. Dr. Lynn Rogers is the bear biologist and just read all about uh, the clan that he has studied. He studied bears for over 45 years and um, these bears used to have radio collars on them and he walked with them and just read all about his study and what he had done and saw where he had um, courses that he offered every year where you could go stay at his research cabin and and interact and observe bears. So I started planning. I started saving money. I started 
uh, just reading all I could, I became a, a moderator for their Lily the Black Bear Facebook page and just learned everything. And the more I read, the more I wanted to see. So I made all the plans I could to go to the um, uh, bear study course. And they have a picnic, all the... It, this thing just went wild. Uh, all in no time, they had over a million followers. Holy cow! Oh, uh, <laughs> oh! Uh, this group of ladies got together and planned a picnic, and they called it the Lily Pad Picnic after Lily the bear who had the cub. And people from all over the world descended upon Ely, Minnesota, to go to this picnic. So it's just a group of people. I mean, this this phenomenon, I can't, I can't describe it. I mean, it hit a lot of people. Wow, wow! Uh, you were telling us while we were having lunch, and uh, Jay, jump in here with some of the questions you were asking earlier. You were talking about actually. I think you said sitting in a recliner and feeding bears. <laughs> Right, so I got. I just got this visual of you sitting <laughs> yeah. out in the middle of the woods in a in your. You got your recliner. You're sitting, kicked back, and this bear comes up and says, "Hey, woman, give me some food." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in, describe how it really is. In Minnesota, it's legal to feed wild bears. Um, so Dr. Rogers had a study on diversionary feeding, and some of the local homeowners. They feed. They feed bears. They they put out. You know they have feeders. Some of them are the lids to garbage cans turned upside down that they put feed in. They put um, nuts. They put berries. They put bird seed out for for the bears and the bears. You know they they know where there's feed and they go go to those houses they don't bother anything and when they see people it's like and I know this is gonna sound crazy but it's like you're part of the environment so they ignore you they literally just you know ignore you the the episode I told you about I was outside I said a recliner but it was an outdoor chair you know and um, I was just sitting out there communing with nature and um, some of the yearlings came up, and that's a, a bear that cubs stay with their mothers until they're 16 or 17 months old. And um, so then they have family breakup. So you have all these yearlings that are separated from their mother, and they're scared, and, and they'll all get together and play and stuff like that. But I was sitting in this chair and um all of a sudden i feel something smelling of my arm and it was one of the yearlings and i he if i had not shooed him away i think he would have climbed in my lap <laughs> just like a lap dog yeah yeah <clears throat> and these these are not i i, I want to stress these are not tame bears it's in the middle of the superior national forest they come and go and do whatever. And, and, and 
you know, I never would have thought I would have done this because, <laughs> you know, bears are, because of what you hear. Right. What you hear, you know, bears don't growl. People talk about how they growl. They don't growl. And and they're like dogs. You know, you know which ones you can be around and you know which ones to stay clear of. They, they're just amazing. They are just amazing animals. Folks, I wish you could see <laughs> Becky's face as she's having this conversation. I mean, it's just like, you, you just light up. Your eyes light up. You just, you, this is a fascinating project for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I find it interesting, Becky, that <clears throat> you were talking about <clears throat> how they put out feeders for the bears. And it seems like they do that to somewhat attract them, to bring them closer to where you guys are at. And living down in Florida, you know, we've had an issue here recently with bears uh, getting into people's garbage cans uh, and a lot of people kind of frustrated by it. Kind of elaborate more on the purpose of why they are doing that. Are they trying to bring the bears closer into human interaction to show that maybe it's okay for the bears to be close to us? Even though they get into our garbage and they make a mess, there's real no threat to the bears being around us. Uh, kind of elaborate on that. Well, it's it's a mi- mixed bag <laughs> about feeding. Uh, up in Minnesota, hunters bait. They put out food for bears right now. Hunting season started September first. Now I don't you know I don't want to step on anybody's toes or anything, but putting food out for a bear and waiting for them to come eat and then shoot it. Uh, that doesn't strike me as hunting. That's not hunting. That's just shooting, right? But anyway, so, you know, if it's legal to do that, it's legal for people to feed or whatever. Not everybody does it. There's a lot of people that, that are totally against it. There's a lot of people in this area that I'm talking about that do not feed. But Dr. Rogers years ago started a diversionary feeding program. And it, you know, a lot of people, again, a lot of people agree with it, a lot of people didn't. But the study was to say, you know, if you, if you take bears out and feed them in one location, they stay out of trouble. Is that true? Especially, yeah, he has proved it in. Especially if there's a bad food year. Now, you know, I don't, living in Florida, I don't know that much about the food crop here, but I know uh, in Minnesota, uh, up in that area, the last few years, they've had a good berry crop and all, and there really hasn't been a problem with bears looking for food. Now, now they are because they've got going through hyperphagia, eating as much as they can because they're fixing to go to bed for six, seven months, you know. So um, um, it's a mixed bucket. It has been proven up there that that they have stayed out of trouble. Now, you know, you'll hear stories that's um, opposite from what I'm saying, but as being part of it and reading on it. I know what I know, so... Becky, elaborate on what the bears eat. I know Jade asked about that earlier during lunch. What do they eat? Um, They eat berries. They eat 
leaves, certain types of leaves, aspen leaves. Um, they eat, of course, bird feed. You know, when when you live in bear country, don't put bird feeders out. Oh, really? Because they're not going to make it. I, did, I didn't think about that. So, so if you had bird feeders out, they would come raid the bird feeder. Oh, yeah. Like squirrels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> some of them eat, um, like, I didn't touch on this, but there's also <laughs> a bear center in Minnesota where they have four bears that cannot be released into captivity because they were raised by humans and they're habituated. Okay. So they they are in this um compound. Yeah, compound, I guess you would call it. It's um it's a pretty big compound. It can be expanded, but there's the four resident bears and now they eat grapes, they eat peaches, they you know, fruit fruit and stuff but it's what people give them right interesting yeah interesting uh tell us about the courses you said you've been there i think you said three or four times tell us a bit about the courses and then i want to come back and circle around and talk about the takeaways from this that that i've gotten today but uh, tell us the um they offer bear courses um they start the first around the middle of July and go through uh, the end of August because, like I said earlier, hunting season starts September 1st. And um, you spend three three days, four nights, about, and um, you stay at the research cabin, which is in the middle of where all the bears, there's... Uh, and you basically learn about bears. You used to when they had the radio callers on, when he had that study going on, they would uh, find the bears through telemetry because they had GPS callers on them and radio callers. But they don't have that anymore. So what what they rely on are the bears that come to the cabin, which are usually the big males, the females with cubs stay away from the big males because there could be issues there. Um, and you watch them, you, you watch them in their habitat. Uh, a neighbor may call and say, Hey, we've got bears here and they'll jump in the van and drive over there and, and watch them. And, um, you know, Dr. Rogers after doing this for so long, you know, he pretty much, knows where the bears are uh some of the time you know but um you know a bear's not sitting there just waiting for you to come (laughs) you you just happen up on them Uh, that's just like those bears that come to the house and eat right i have gone out in the woods hiking behind where they come eat and have never seen a bear in the woods really no I've seen them a few times while uh, sitting in a deer stand. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking earlier. I'd sit in a deer stand and watch the critters, and my my brother and my son get mad at me because they didn't shoot a deer. But I remember one day watching this bear just come walking down the road. There's a little black bear. Wasn't very old, but mm-hmm. just cute to watch them. 
but but I've never had the desire yes. to go do what you're doing to sit there and feed these knuckleheads. Now, now these you, are, these are, you know, I would like to say, I don't, I know that you hit on it, but I want to reiterate, these are black bears. They're not grizzly bears. They're right. black bears. What are you guys putting in the feeders when you try to draw them in closer to you? Are you putting things like bird feed? Is there specific oh, yeah. things you're putting It's a out? mixture. There's um, hazelnuts. Hazelnuts, the bears up there seem to prefer hazelnuts. Of course, you know, they grow wild up there. Um, we'll put uh, hazelnuts. We'll put bird seed. We'll put berries. Um Blueberries, they love blueberries. Blueberries grow wild up there. It's just a, a mixture. I must be part bear because I love hazelnuts <laughs> and I love blueberries. <laughs> so I guess I'm part bear, Jay. <clears throat> and they love, uh, you You haven't lived till you've seen a, a black bear eat a peanut that with the, in the shell. You, it, to watch them, you know, do their tongues and all, get to, and they spit out the husk or whatever you call it but they don't spit out the the nut like, That's eating, funny. like eating a sunflower seed <laughs> yeah. yeah all right let's talk a little bit about um, what you were sharing with us about being in nature that one of the things you love about it is not just the bears but mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. Uh, your words you, you share what you told us well it's it's I laugh at people up there because they talk about humidity, about how humid it is up there. <laughs> and I, I tell them, you just don't have a clue. You just don't know. I mean, you can actually sit outside there in the middle of the day and breathe. <laughs> and, and, you know, and it's just, it's just sitting out there and hearing the wind blow. It's just so calming. That is my... That is my go-to place. That's my happy place. That's where I want to be. And you in the summer. You've you've told us a few times in meetings that when you retire, you want to do more of that. Right. And I'll just be gone for like a few days at a time. Right. So fast forward when you retire, what do you see happening? As and I call it the Bear Project, Becky's Bears. I call it. So when the time comes that you have more time freedom because you'll have the money freedom with retirement planning you've mm-hmm. done. So when you have more time freedom, tell us what that looks like as far as how much time you might be there, what you'll be doing with the, with the project. What I want to do is I want to go up there probably in late April, early May. It's still cold then up there. And stay till... August 31st, I have been up there one time during hunting season, and I will not be there again. It's it's nerve-wracking. It's, it's not fun. Uh, but anyway, I, and I plan on being there. I plan on uh, volunteering anywhere I can. Any way I can, I will be volunteering for sure at the North American Bear Center. That's where the four captive bears are. Um, They have a nice facility there. Pictures, videos, 
uh, everything about black bears that you could ever see. Actually, any animal in the uh, Northwoods, they they have moose exhibits. They have oh. not live mooses. Okay. <laughs> not live moose. Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, just all the animals that are found there, you know, they have exhibits for it. They do have some... some uh, uh, Fish tanks with walleye in them, and and diff the different types of fish. The di one thing I like about Minnesota, there's only two or three types of snakes, <laughs> and they're not they're they're not poisonous. And 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 um, or the one I don't think any of them are poisonous. The ones I've seen are not. I don't think that there's no moccasins. So, there's no rattlesnakes. So here's what I'm hearing. You don't share the same love of snakes as you do for bears. No. <laughs> no. No. Okay. No. I'll kiss a bear, but you can forgive that. <laughs> Talk a little bit about, uh, you made a comment about bears being like dogs, you know, which one to be wary of. Mm -hmm. Talk about that. Some people listen to this and say, this woman is nuts. Yeah. You're out in the woods with with bears that are wild. Mm -hmm. They're not domesticated. So what are the dangers that you have to be looking out for? And why in the heck are you doing this? Well, <laughs> like like a bear, when, when you're getting too close or... They're trying to warn you. They'll clack. I can't. I can't do it. But they'll clack their jaws. You know, or they'll stomp the the ground like. And that's just them saying you're getting too close. Okay. Cool. Now you have not lived until you're looking at a five hundred thirty-ish pound female bear with four cubs. And you're looking at her in a with a zoom lens, and she does that to you. I had to go inside. <laughs> it, that that it scared me. Mm -hmm. And that how, that how far away was the bear? Maybe twenty feet. Okay. Yeah, and, and that's when you just know. And and you know, of course, through the bear study courses you know and and these bears have unique features identifying features you know you after you've been to the study and all you can pretty much say well oh that's that's i would know lily anywhere that's my heart that, that's your bear but anyway yeah. um she'll do that now i have never seen a bear in all my I'm up there. I have never seen one take after a person. Hmm. I've seen them chasing another bear off because you know the females are territorial. Right. Um. But um. I think they they get a bad rap. I mean, they're not. No, they're not little tame little things. You have to be. You have to use your head, which I know you don't think I use my head, but. <laughs> You know, it's just, you just know if you're around them enough, you, it's like you learn them. You, this one bear that Buff charged me, she, last year she slapped a nut out of my hand. Tell us more about that. Well, I was feeding her hazelnuts, and I told you 
the hay, they love hazelnuts. And and again, I was stupid. I mean, I probably should. So with your bare hand, a hazelnut's yeah. not that big. It's like a marble. So you're holding your. They've hand. got long, sticky tongues. They don't. They're not like dog. I mean, they stick that that tongue out, and and you know, and it's sticky. But anyway, I was giving it to her, and I ran out. I didn't have any more. So I said, "Okay, here's a peanut," and she looked at me. I knew it was six and a half. She didn't want that peanut. And she, but let me tell you, if she wanted to have hurt me, she could have hurt me. But she literally slapped it as if to say, I don't want that. Yeah. <clears throat> That's funny. That's funny. Do you have any videos of you feeding the bears and all? That's got to be fascinating. Mm, yeah. I want to see those sometime. That'd be awesome. I have pictures too. All right, so let's do this. Let's talk about some takeaways here. Okay. So you you see this TV show. I think it says the Today Show. Okay. Most people would watch a show. I would. I'd watch a show. Oh, that's nice. Maybe another person watches. Oh, I think I'll go check that out and learn more. And they'll mean to do it, but they don't do it. But you watch the show. You learn something new. But you didn't stop there. You took action. What do you think prompted you seeing this bear to get this involved? Would you ever would you ever thought when you first saw that? I've never been I, I tell people I found my passion at 43, 44 years old. Wow. That's what I, t- I tell people because mm-hmm. it's I've never I mean I mean I've done things my life and everything, but nothing to this extreme for lack of a better word and i think you told me this was like nine years ago so you've been keeping track of this for nine years wow yeah and and it's just there was just something about it i mean i went off on my own you know i'm like i didn't know all these people Mm -hmm. i didn't know any of the any of these people and i just there was something that it hit my heart i mean it's just a passion what advice would you offer anyone listening who says, you know, I don't really have any hobbies. I have nothing I really want to do now, much less in retirement. What what advice would you offer those people? Search for something. It, you know, I wasn't looking for this. I, I mean, I just watched the show. Mm-hmm. And and I mean I've never really I mean I love animals I love dogs but if you if you had ever told me that I would be going you know to look at wild bears I would have told you you were crazy but life's too short life's too short you need to find <clears throat> something you know we're talking to people about retirement planning. Tell them, make sure you're retiring to something, right. not retiring from something. Because if you're running away from something because you're miserable, mm-hmm. you're probably going to be miserable in retirement. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be miserable in retirement because you have something that you're excited about. You have passion. You love sharing the story. And that's why I wanted to give you the opportunity to have this conversation and share the story because this is fascinating. And I'm looking forward to us doing an update in the future with some of the things that you do. 
but before we go, anything you'd like to end with as far as uh, giving people information of how to learn more about this project? Do How do people get involved if they want to learn more? If you're interested, you can go to uh, www.bearstudy.org. That will take you to the uh, Wildlife Research Institute, which is where Dr. Rogers has these courses and all. The other website is for the North American Bear Center is www.bear.org. And uh, there's all kind of information there that tell you about the four bears that are there. Uh, one of them's Ted. He, he was raised by humans, and he is the sweetest thing. He's my favorite male so bear. He's, so he's a real teddy bear. He's the one that kissed <laughs> me. He's the one that has kissed me. He's, you see, so you kissed the bear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kissed the bear. But, but again, you know, these, these were bears that were raised by humans. And they cannot be uh, released into the wild because they couldn't make it. But it's 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 very very interesting. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, Becky, for sharing your passion for this. I think that's one of the most intriguing things about this is not just the dip the. Uh, extraordinary thing of you being involved with bears but the passion that you have for it mm-hmm. I think that's what really comes out in this is showing your want to be a part of it your want to be a part of the understanding between bears and humans and the relationships that they have uh, it's not always bad it shows that it can be a good thing but not only that the bears are getting so much out of it and you are getting so much out of it as well so it's very cool to see that okay Becky Hollis, thank you so much for sharing your story. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. If you would like to know more about John Curry services, you can request a complimentary information package by visiting johnhcurry.com slash podcast. Again, that is johnhcurry.com slash podcast. Or you can call his office at 850-562-3000. Again, that is 850-562-3000. John H. Curry, Chartered Life Underwriter, Charter Financial Consultant, Accredited Estate Planner, Master's in Science and Financial Services, Certified in Long-Term Care, Registered Representative and Financial Advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. Securities, products, and services and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor. Financial Representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect, wholly-owned subsidiary of Guardian. North Florida Financial Corporation is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities. Park Avenue Securities is a member of FINRA and SIPC. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this material, we are not undertaking to provide investment advice for any specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact one of our financial professionals for guidance and information specific to your individual situation. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, or employees do not provide legal, tax, or accounting advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances, not affiliated with the Florida Retirement System. The Living Balance Sheet and the Living Balance Sheet logo are registered service marks of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Copyright 2005 through 2018. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities or Guardian and opinions stated are their own.